0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 39 of the Holding Court podcast. Today, we're talking travel during the season. Is Justin ruined from all of his travel with the team? We'll chat about our rekindled love for the local newspaper and doing the crosswords together. We'll also discuss that cheesy home run that I am sure you saw. And what can we make of all of this Dodgers-Padres rivalry talk? All coming up right now on Holding Court. Boom. Hi there. Greetings all the way to sunny Seattle. I guess it's not sunny.
1: <laughs> well, from in my room, it doesn't appear to be too sunny right now. It looks kind of cold. So it'll be interesting to see what we're dealing with. Although last night when we got in, it, didn't, it wasn't like miserably cold so that's a good sign that's good I guess
0: yeah. yeah Seattle's known for its rain so I guess anytime thing they, clear skies well
1: it's a good thing they have that rollout roof you know so oh, even yeah. if it's raining we'll be good to go no delays in Seattle
0: it's always interesting what cities have the dome because I feel like a lot of times it's places that don't necessarily need it so it's always I don't know. I think of like Chicago and New York and Philly and those places. I think of like when it's freezing and snowing and well, what what was it the other day that he posted? Boston? They're in like Boston. a cold cool snowstorm. Yeah.
1: Tons of snow. Yeah. I mean, I, Arizona you know, the old, for the heat, but. The older stadiums, it makes sense. Like there's, they were built a long time ago. They probably didn't have, you know, the. Technology or the ability to see a uh, enclosed baseball stadium, but the new ones to me, I just don't understand. Like I don't understand how Minnesota moved out of a dome to an outdoor stadium when you're in Minnesota and it snows and rains and it's freezing. You like just got I don't a little get that.
0: Minnesota when you. <laughs> hard to not yeah that one definitely throws me for a loop i i love the outdoor feel i feel like it kind of loses some of the classicness. that's not a word of baseball when you have the dome i don't love it it kind of looks a little too like industrial for me but for functionality and sake of not having to make up games or squeeze in double headers i I don't know. I always try to think of the logistics when it comes to the city and some of them just kind of throw me.
1: Well, look, I mean, we don't have any idea what it looks like financially to put a dome or a retractable roof, or as in Seattle's case, you know, the, the roof on wheels that just kind of rolls over, but, um, you, you'd have to think that in the long run, uh, Making sure you're playing all 81 games on time uh, every single season, it would pay dividends to to have some type of roof that you can put over to prevent rain or snow and make sure all your games are played on time.
0: Can't put a break right? on then, that. We could have probably asked Janet Marie what the price range for a roof is.
1: Oh, we should have. I wonder if she's ever looked into that.
0: <laughs> I'm sure she could probably get us some quotes from different
1: places. Well, I think she's, so her thing is though she's like renovated fields, right? Or I guess Camden was new. Yeah. She built Camden from the ground up, but all the other ones she's kind of renovated. So they were already there and she had to work with, within the bones that were already there. So I wonder if they considered putting a roof on, on Camden, that would have been a good question for her.
0: Yeah. That's another, a city that could, could deal with the weather too. So Absolutely. All the things that live in my head that I think about, I love the, I think there's a Twitter page for like some of the stadiums and they're actually just called is the roof open and it's like chase field and you can go on there and it'll just have a yes or a no every single day. (laughs) So it's very helpful when I'm planning my game day attire.
1: I mean, that's why they have it. They have it for players wives for the players wives to know (laughs) what they need to wear.
0: It is funny in Arizona, like the air conditioning system, you can feel when it kicks on. And then there's just this gust of cold air. I think the timing is definitely strategic on their part, but I don't want to start any rumors, but you can definitely feel the change depending on who's batting. I'm just throwing that out there
1: there have definitely been conspiracy theories (laughs) really i'm not the oh oh yeah no you are not i won't (laughs) i won't name the people who have had the conspiracy Mm -hmm. i could probably guess one of them and
0: he's retired but i won't say his name
1: (laughs) (laughs) yes um no but it it, i'll tell you what it, it is nice to have that option and it's nice to be in you know, in Milwaukee in the summer and they have the roof open or in, you know, Miami in early April, early May, and they open up the roof like those games are, are really nice. And then obviously once it gets hot in Arizona or hot in Miami, they close the roof to for other reasons to, to keep it cool um, rather than hot. But um, it is a good option to have.
0: And that is our breakdown of roofs in major league baseball. Thanks for coming.
1: If that's what you thought you were coming here for, you got
0: it. (laughs) You got a bonus. Well, you're on the road obviously right now, and I am not spoiler alert, but I feel like we always kind of, well, we have our like off season travel and I feel like baseball has kind of ruined you for traveling like the rest of us would, but I will say, I think you're an efficient packer, but I, I don't know. What are your thoughts on like traveling? I don't know. I feel like you've had to like take your belt off or they've had to take your cologne out of your backpack through security. And you're like, what is this? (laughs) It's a travesty. And I'm like, this is what I go through the 20 times I travel during the season to see you. You have to have a little, at least appreciation, a little more appreciation for me for going through the struggles (laughs) Traveling like a, a normal human.
1: I do have a great appreciation for you traveling. Um,
0: and getting there on time.
1: And, and <laughs> making it on time somehow, every time. Um, but I, I will credit you for my packing abilities and the efficiency of it uh, because you introduced me to the packing cubes, which are a game changer. Oh, yeah. Um, it's so much easier just to pull out the little cube with your underwear or socks or jeans or whatever in it and set them in the drawers in the hotel. And then when it's time to pack back up, you just zip up the bag and throw them right back in your suitcase. And it just eliminates like individually taking everything out. So if you're trying to become a more efficient packer, packing cubes are the way to go. Uh, That's definitely the play. Um, As far as the traveling part, uh, you know, we do, we fly on a, on a regular plane, um, posted
0: on uh, your first trip. People were very surprised that you guys were just flying on a standard jet.
1: Standard United plane. Um, and, but we do, the buses pull out onto the tarmac and they drop us off. One thing that is different this year, like usually, we still have to go through a security. We have to show our ID, check in. They have a list. Um, and then usually they have like a randomly selected uh, three or four guys. It used to this always be
0: me somehow.
1: <laughs> well, when, when the wives travel on the last leg back home, majority of the wives are always screened just because yeah. they weren't like originally on the flight plan. But usually it's like three, maybe four guys get... TSA screened, and everyone else once they check in can just walk on the plane. This year, I it's been like fifty percent, sixty percent of the guy. Like I feel like they're screening way more guys this year than than in the past. And I know poor us, boohoo, <laughs> it's such a problem to have. But it, it is interesting that they're doing that. Um, but no, I, I think we are spoiled in our travel and and. It, I am so accustomed to just having my toiletry bag or my little things that I travel with that I don't have to worry about on our team flights. And then when we go on a, on a normal commercial flight, uh, sometimes it slips my mind that I do have a bottle of cologne or a big aerosol spray can of deodorant or something in my toiletry bag. And then I get flagged probably... I don't know, 60, 70% of the time we go through security, I get my bag gets flagged because I forget to pull something out.
0: Oh, I know. And you're not happy. <laughs> but well, I'm,
1: not, is- I'm not happy because we're like <laughs> cutting the time to be there because you like to be like super <laughs> last minute. Like if we were normal people traveling, like getting your bag flagged wouldn't matter because you had plenty of time. But traveling with you, that makes it a little dicey.
0: Going back, I'm so happy when they throw away your cologne because you have 34 bottles. I am an emptier and I finish one bottle and then I get another one and you have this varietal. Of, I was actually just looking at it yesterday when I was cleaning the bathroom. I'm I just it's a lot. So I actually I'm going to put a bunch of bottles of cologne in your bag the next time we travel just to kind of um, clean that up. But I get to the airport. <laughs> if they're not calling my name over the speaker, it's, it's rare. And it is such a rush. And it's funny because I take you on that journey with me and then it's fine. Like, I'm like, Oh gosh, like I cut it too close. Like there was traffic or this, like, Oh my gosh, security is taking forever. I'm behind 17 kids of strollers. Like da da da. Oh my gosh. They're taking my backpack because I have my like energy drink powder and they have to like swab it or do whatever they do oh my gosh, I'm running. Oh my gosh, they're calling. Like, And I take you on this like roller coaster. Then I'm just like, I'm in my seat. I'll let you know when I land. <laughs> so I feel like maybe I don't need to like describe the journey to you and just go through it. But I have to say, when you make it on a flight that you don't think you're going to make it on, that is just a rush that I imagine you feel when you hit a walk-off. It is just to know that I pulled off the impossible is I just can't. You can't create that. You can't you can't fake it.
1: It's just funny to me because you put yourself you put yourself in the situation. I set myself up. Like, to fail,
0: but I don't fail. You're like I you're suc- like
1: oh my god! Like all this bad stuff is happening, and it's like no, that's not bad stuff, Court. That's just normal airport travel. You just waited till the last minute, so it feels like the roof is collapsing on you right now.
0: <laughs> but it's funny when I kind of think about how I do things and it's strange because I am such a night owl. Like naturally I feel like I am. My sister is my brother is my mom is not, but my dad was, and I can stay up late until two, three, four without it being strange at all. And then There'll be a time when like in spring we get up early and I have my mornings and I'm like, wow, I really love mornings where I'm not rushed and I'm just, you know, able to have breakfast and work through my calendar and check emails and the birds are chirping and all of that. And I'm like, why don't I do this more? And I kind of feel that way in the airport because I'll go on a trip with I mean you before as well when we flew like the Emirates flight to Dubai it was nice to get there we still were a little late but it was nice to get there cuz they offered it was the t- the trip through the team so they had the lounge I'm like wow this is like this is cool and I just found out that they opened for the credit card that we have they opened these like platinum lounges everywhere so I'm super intrigued if I'm going to be the girl that loves to go early to the airport now and post up and read the paper and have a, a snack. Like if that's me, cause honestly, if the lounge, if it's free, it's for me. And so the, the lure of that lounge to give me some free stuff, it's, I don't know, am I a morning person? And I, and am I an early airport person? I don't know.
1: I like, I like to think of it as if it's stress-free, it's for me. So I hope <laughs> you certainly change into this early morning, early bird, uh, find some ways to enjoy your time in the process instead of rushing through everything person.
0: Yeah. My mom wants to get to the airport four hours early and she's like, i will just post up with a good book. I'm like, uh, and even, well now obviously with COVID, I don't know if you want to like linger in a public space for too long if you don't have to, but I don't know. I'm, and then I wonder if I'll get so excited about getting to the airport two hours early and I'll maybe like the bartender in the lounge, the way they like make a good bloody or I ha- and then I'm like stressed about getting there in time to be able to enjoy my lounge. So I gotta, I gotta find like a what works. I do love that. They give you the little announcements in the lounge and they'll say, if you're on this flight, they're going to start boarding. And they kind of like, they'll remind you a little, which is very nice. So we'll see maybe new year, new me, probably not, but what? I'm excited what? for it. just funny. Everyone knows now what to, like my friends just know now what to expect. I'm surprised no one tells me like incorrect times, but I will say I was early for our wedding and you actually miss me walking down the aisle. Cause you relate. So
1: fine take that one not my fault (laughs) not my fault brian i don't know if brian's listening but brian brian wedding coordinator of mindy Brian, brian (laughs) brian's headpiece was broken thank god i knew what song you were walking down to the aisle to which by the way was wrecking ball by miley cyrus And when I heard that, I was like, Brian, I think I should be up there. And he's like, no, no, wait, I haven't heard. I haven't heard. And I said, Brian, that's her song. She's definitely walking down the aisle. (laughs) And he's like, he's like, all right. Yeah, yeah, just go, just go. But it was kind of cool because everyone was like, stand, everyone was standing up, like facing the back, like watching you, which they should. I, I shouldn't say it was kind of cool, but
0: no, it wasn't. Because um, you know the movie Twenty Seven Dresses, and the moment that the guy that is the writer for the paper that covers all the weddings says it's his favorite moment is when everyone gets to look back at the groom and see him weeping, and you didn't
1: weep. No one looked back because here's what happened. Everyone I was, was standing so up.
0: Boss, that they wanted to look at me
1: everyone was standing up and facing the back where you were coming around the corner to walk down. And while everyone was looking that way, the last thing they saw when they were looking forward was oral standing up there by himself. (laughs) Then they turned around. I almost married oral. Sorry, Dana. (laughs) They turned around (laughs) to wrecking ball to watch you coming down the aisle. And I snuck in the back and up and stood next to oral. And by the time you made your pretty little self down the aisle and everyone turned back around poof like I just appeared like a freaking magic a, like, show everyone was like how did you get up there where did you come from so no one knew except Is for my groom mad at
0: you did you miss her big moment will
1: my your groomsmen knew. recover my, my oh there's photos knew. of
0: you doing like little fist bumps and handshakes sneaking through like what's <laughs> up hey, guys I'm like who what are you the mayor get I, up there
1: they, Maybe they thought I ran. Maybe they were like, oh, is that coming?
0: <laughs> you no, know, man. Well, to be fair, I would have been in the best spot with 175 of my closest friends and family if you bailed on me.
1: <laughs> uh, you would have had a big, big, <laughs> Open big, bar, big, big, big party. party.
0: <laughs> Take my bobblehead, get out yeah. of there.
1: Whatever, whatever. Well, you know what? Let's get back to this early morning, early bird person that hopefully you become for my sanity. Uh, (laughs) Okay, You've recently subscribed to the LA times and we do the early bird crossword together now. So I'm hoping that you get hooked on crosswords. So that can be an early, early bird special that, that we do every day.
0: I am an old lady at heart. I am a golden girl and I feel like the morning paper routine. Well, I I'm like a nostalgia person, so when I start to see things, I don't want it to be too late. I couldn't save Blockbuster. I <laughs> I tried. I couldn't save Blockbuster, but I can do my part. Like here's the thing: I have all these things that I love. Like I love my from my hometown, or we had our amusement park, Indiana Beach, in like near my hometown, and I'm like, gosh, it closed, and. I was like, Oh, well, I only really was able to go once a year. So like, I wasn't really helping them stay afloat. Thank God someone took it over and reopened it. But I just don't want that. Like I love print and I love think like it's like books. Like I can't do the Kindle like good for you. If you can, I want to smell a book from the library as long as it's, like not, it doesn't smell bad, but like just that feel of a book in my hands or the newspaper, like, I don't want to say like, oh man, like print is gone, but I wasn't a subscriber to the newspaper. So don't be surprised if we start getting like seven different newspapers. My hometown newspaper, actually, the Chesterton Tribune shout out went under in December. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I'm so sad, but I really was only reading it online. But now someone, another little angel flew in and bought the paper. And so it's going to be back in May and I'm going to try to get a subscription and have them send it out to me or just, I don't know. I'm going to send it. Yeah. There's been people that have like my dad's friend growing up, got it. And I think he lived in like Austin or Florida or something and he was getting the paper. Yeah. So I just don't want to be the person that sees something slip away, but I wasn't really supporting it. So it's, I'm excited for my new paper. It's, it's funny. There's, I love the comics. I just remember growing up, like getting the Sunday comics. That was like the big, we were a big Garfield family and like Marmaduke and family circle and
1: you love Marmaduke.
0: I mean, they're so good. They're just like my kind of jokes. They're like, takes you like a tick and then you get it. And then you're just like, do the dumb laugh. So yeah, the new LA times subscription is is coming at us.
1: Do you think the Chesterton Tribune has a good crossword?
0: I don't, it doesn't have one, but they do report um, everything. So if you are in like a minor fender bender with like $125 of damage, like you're in the paper. And so growing up, it was funny when everyone would get their license, you would see everyone's like little accidents of like <laughs> someone like bumped into someone estimated damage of the fender is $175. One time it was like, there was a thing of this police officer was at the beach. I don't know what they were doing, like looking for something. And it like detailed his attack by a bee. like, it was like a full story. I did start posting when they're back. Some of the, I hope it, the new owner keeps like that same kind of vibe, but it is funny. I mean, obviously my town is growing, but it is still, the stories are so classic what they report on. It is unbelievable.
1: I can't believe you didn't write for them.
0: (laughs) I, I know there was a, I wrote for our newspaper in high school, shout out, it was an editor, big deal. And they actually had openings for some of us to do writing, but I was just so involved in my studies my pole vaulting and my choir and all that I know
1: I mean you you have such an interesting like path and the way you eventually made it to LA and everything that you've done like I I'm literally a little shocked that you never wrote I'm a single piece for the, oh. <laughs> no that you never wrote a single piece for the Chesterton Tribune
0: I actually, when I was on Wheel of Fortune, I did write an article about my experience. So I can be credited as, as a customer okay.
1: and writer. Speaking of pole vaulting real quick, I know this wasn't really on our docket today, but did, did you hear, there's a rumor going around that they mentioned uh, Max Muncie was a pole vaulter in high school.
0: I did hear that. And I asked Kelly if he would do like a pull-off with me. I don't
1: know.
0: Maybe like a (laughs) tournament.
1: (laughs) We talked about it in the cage. We talked about it in the cage. Like that'd be a great like fundraiser. Like who can do the best pole vault?
0: (laughs) I think I would get it. Honestly, it would take me a minute to get, I think it's like riding a bike though. And every time I see it like set up at like a college campus or like I drive by a high school, I just want to have one more go of it. And just see, I think like I'm stronger now than I was in high school. And I think I didn't really know how to like, like we would train obviously, but like, I wasn't like lifting or doing anything like that. So I feel like now that I would know, I think I could do it. And actually like the, one of the best women's pole vaulters of all time didn't even start until she was in her late twenties. So maybe I, maybe I revisit this career too, as long as, as well as my Chesterton Tribune staff writer. I'm like a cat. Think- Many lives.
1: There you go. There you go. Yeah. I haven't asked Muncie about it because I'm pretty sure his dad kind of threw him under the bus. for it. So I haven't had the nerve to like bring it up to him yet, but it'll come up at some point.
0: I'll ask him. I have no problem being the <laughs> offer. i be like, Max, you want to have a pull off? <laughs> I think he would have that. Like, I would have to have some sort of like a handicap because our, I feel like some of our guys in high school were going like fourteen feet, fifteen feet, like it's nuts. So, so I would maybe need a hand. I don't know. Maybe I don't. Maybe we just see where we're at. Maybe he'll need the handicap. I don't know.
1: We'll find I'll out. Have to, I'll have to check our UPC, which is our uniform player contract, and see if pole vaulting's on that list of nine million <laughs> things that we're not allowed to do. Well,
0: if spelunking is on there, I can imagine <laughs> someone thought of pole vaulting, but I don't know.
1: You never know. know. I've
0: seen some like Instagram videos and some dangerous pole vaulting accidents. So we'll see. We'll get back to you on that. But back to my crossword, Suhu, our beloved team photographer and former holding court guest posted a photo of you doing the crossword, which I was happy to see you're doing the LA times one to keep our little streak going. Cause normally you're a USA today guy. You were doing that baby in pen and people were shocked, but I wasn't because you have always done it in pen.
1: Always. It's not perfect. I'm, I'm not saying that I don't have to like cross some stuff out and change some letters, but you got to have conviction in what you do. And if you pick up a pencil for a crossword, you're already planning to be wrong. So I, I do it in pen and we just recently started, um, you know, we have we probably have six or seven guys in the in the clubhouse that religiously do the USA Today crossword, and it's gotten to the point where we've most of us have been able to get through them fairly easily for the most part. And so uh, down in San Diego, we added we added the LA Times to the table mm. for when guys finish the USA Today. The LA Times is a lot more challenging than yeah. the USA today. So um we have a couple guys who kind of myself and Blake Trinan, um Neil Ramp our our head trainers, a really big crossword guy. Will Smith's the crossword guy, David Price crossword guy. So uh yeah we started kind of getting in on the LA Times one too.
0: You have always done this and I've never, it's weird that I never really got into crosswords because I'm a big trivia person and I feel like you have the little, I don't even know what they're called in crosswords, but just the way that they, they're not like puns, but the way that they ask certain things. And then you're like, oh, this is this. And it's not like an obvious answer, but I feel like your knowledge of picking up on those, like, I need to think of an example.
1: You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I think like eighty percent of completing crosswords is understanding what they're actually asking and not just the words on the paper. So um, there's different things that you can look at, like what what tense it's in. um, You know, is it plural? And and there's just little ways to kind of pick out clues in the clue to help you answer. And then there's a lot of repeat questions. There's a lot of repeat answers, um, but you have to know what they're actually asking you besides what the words are on the paper. If you want to, if you want to be able to finish them.
0: And then you have such a perfect counterpart now with me, because my knowledge of random stuff is honestly, and I will brag about this off the charts. Like you'll be like, how would I know who, what, I don't know, There was like one of like the president's pet. You'll be like, what was Bill Clinton's cat's name? And you're like, you're like, how am I going to know? I'm like socks. You mean the first cat? What are you talking about? You're like, how on earth? And this comes in handy on mass singer too. They'll be like, oh, this person had a heart surgery in like 1998. And I'm like, oh, Isaac from Hanson. Like, duh, that has to be him. And you're like, spoiler. Like, I don't know if it's them. We haven't seen it yet, but that's my clue. And it could not, I mean, maybe the Russian nesting dolls aren't Hanson, but that's like the kind of like. I don't know. I need like actual useful things in my head, but now learning the crossword, maybe this is my, I don't know if there's like a PBR of like crosswords, like a national competition. I don't, I'm not saying we're there yet, but like, that's the, I mean, obviously the sky's the limit.
1: My Achilles heel on crosswords (laughs) names, like any type of name, um, actress, singer, stuff like that. Like I just, I'm okay at it, but I'm not like off the top of my head without any other letters around it, just filling in names. And that's something that you're extremely good at. So that gives us a pretty good chance every morning at the LA Times Crossword.
0: At the Crossword Olympics one day, there has to be something, right? That would be scary. I'm, I'm,
1: I'm, well, I'm sure it's... probably
0: do them in like four seconds.
1: Yeah, it's a like a local thing. A... to
0: do like a local tournament for like teens. I always like teen jeopardy. I'm like, God, I'm so good at teen jeopardy, but they're like 13.
1: <laughs> I, I know you like to make a competition out of everything, but I just enjoy sitting back and relaxing and doing the crossword. I don't want to
0: your morning. You're really- I don't
1: want to <laughs> I don't want to turn it into a competitive thing. I just want to space out not think about baseball for a half hour or an hour, or however long it takes. Probably me. still and thinking about baseball while you're doing it. When there's baseball clues. Absolutely. But otherwise I'm, you know, just letting my mind be free and trying to pencil in some le- uh, pen in some letters.
0: Beautiful. Uh, I know I thought about when we subscribed to the paper, starting to time our crossword and I would do it per day of the week. Cause I was Monday's the easiest, correct?
1: It does get harder as the days. So go. I on. thought
0: about timing and I'm like, okay, well maybe I log the times as like, this is our Monday time. And like, now I realize you wouldn't like that. You don't want to be under any sort of pressure.
1: Well, I did. I will say that I did. So I did the USA today crossword yesterday or two days ago. And it, It was a fairly easy one and I kind of cruised through it and then Blake came in uh trying and and picked it up and I got the
0: the next three outs for you or what?
1: No, no, he brought in a blank one and I I know, but like
0: Blake came in, get it.
1: No, I got you. I got you. (laughs) But he (laughs) he walked in with a he walked in with a crossword and I'm guilty of putting a time on him because I told him and, and he's really good at the crosswords and he's really, really smart. And uh, I was just like, man, I was like, I got under 15 minutes that you're going to finish this crossword in under 15 minutes. And that's, huh. I, I feel bad about it because you just want to enjoy it. You don't want to have to like feel the pressure of like racing through it. So I won't do that anymore. You're going to apologize to him. Um, no, we already talked about it. It's, it's already, I already was like, ah, uh, yeah, sorry about that. I shouldn't have put a time on you.
0: I love it. Well, that, I love that. That was like some of the stuff that you missed last year is that feeling in the clubhouse of like being able to hang out and have that like sense of community with everyone. So it's good that you guys are able to kind of start getting back to those things. Cause I think that's, obviously aside from playing, like that's probably a lot of guys' favorite part is like the hanging out in the clubhouse. The yeah. Club- and it's
1: great. That it, it's great that we have a bunch of guys that do the crossword and, um, you know, we haven't been able to play cards or anything for over a year now. And that's usually like the big thing in the clubhouse is card games, whether that's playing pluck or, um, cribbage or, or whatever, you know, back in the day, you know, Slyke and Brian Wilson and I used to play Settlers of Catan. So I, it's just, it's all slowly starting to come back into it and things are starting to get a little more normal. We still don't have an eating place like in our clubhouse. They put tables like in this hallway. It's just not great. So I actually, I ordered like a TV dinner tray for the clubhouse so I can like sit at my locker and eat. And I'm telling you, I think, I think it's going to spread. I think, uh, I think guys are going to walk by and see it and eventually be like, you know what? It's, it's time. I need to get that dinner tray and guys Just are gonna out Proudest photo of
0: your TV tray the other day.
1: It's got a cup holder that like slides out from underneath. I mean, it's, Ooh. it's nice.
0: I have to be watching something while I'm eating. Well, you know, this it's like, yeah. it's actually a problem because we'll order food or we'll make food. And you'll just like start eating and then you're like flipping through. I have to be settled on a channel and a show and it has to be starting before I can take first bite. So I, this is true. I'm here for the TV tray. It's very nineties of you. Very, very nineties of you.
1: It's the best thing I've done. I love that. So yeah.
0: Yeah. You were really proud of it. So I'm happy for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's dive into, uh, Some of these games, there's been a lot of, I mean, we thought we left the wackiness in Colorado, but you had a little Duncan moment and, uh, well, not donuts, but you dunked it. And, uh, we had Janet on and she talked about the home run seats and you talked about the home run seats and how you love them. And then you actually gave the Los Angeles Dodgers quite possibly the best promo for their new home run seats. These things are never going to be available now. So
1: (laughs) where else in the world can you go watch a baseball game and have a home run ball just completely splatter, destroy your nachos.
0: (laughs) I had such a fear of fan interference because if you actually go back and watch the video, which I'm sure you did, um, he had the nachos up on the ledge. It wasn't on the provided table space. And so I I was nervous. Like when they did it, I'm like, please tell me that nachos did not rob Justin of this <laughs> home run. It was You know
1: club. what's wild. You know what's wild is uh one of our clubhouse guys actually was like, Man, that guy just had the craziest like swing of his life. Like if the ball would have actually hit him in the hands, and they overturned the home run into a double, he would have got kicked out of the stadium for interfering oh, with. Play. I said
0: that like right away at the. So inn- the
1: nachos, the nachos were actually this guy's alibi, and kept him out of trouble because when it hit the nachos and splattered, the umpires were like, obviously he it he didn't hit him in the hands; it hit the nachos. I know. it's a home run and so it it not only kept him from getting thrown out of the game but he got a home run ball the dodgers gave him hoodies a choice of and a choice a choice of a gray hoodie or a blue hoodie and you know i i sent him out some new nachos because apparently they were like almost 20 dollar plate nachos
0: Actually, it's funny. He didn't do the helmet. Cause then I went and explored out there the other day. They have the full like nacho helmet out there. So that would have been quite the display as if you landed in his nacho helmet. But I know it's like, everyone was obviously like, Oh my God. You cause you, you went to like a clubby and had him go out there and send him not, which I'm glad he was able to go out there because I feel like in COVID, like they have all these crazy restrictions was yeah, it was, was funny. And it was that. funny. His
1: uh, so I think it was Sergio or, or Javi took the nachos out. Um, and at first, the guy didn't believe him. The guy he he didn't believe that you know I was sending him out to replace his nachos. And then, um, once he realized he's like, Oh wow, yeah, he really did that. His buddy's like, Hey, you he knocked over my beer too. Oh my
0: god, <laughs> I would have thrown everything in there. I'm like, Actually. Yeah. I know my sister was watching the broadcast and I was there and she texts me and she's like, Oh my gosh, I'm laughing so hard. This guy, they asked him where he got his new nachos. And he's like, well, you know, word on the street is they came from just like, <laughs> this was my dream scenario. It was like the home run, the nachos, like obviously my love for processed cheat. I don't know. People are like, that's not even dairy, but like, then the like, Oh, Justin replaced them. And like the rumor of you go, like, I just from like, start to finish, this was like, I cannot write this any better. And I just feel like it's such a preview of what's to come in those seats. And I don't know. I feel like I got to sit out there. I need my moment of my big catch that I've been thinking about or my big misplay.
1: He he also asked, he said, you know, can you have JT like give me a wave or a nod or, or like look at me just to confirm that he actually sent the nachos. And I was like, Like so like, (laughs) so Like every inning, I went back on the field in between innings, and when I'm getting these little like ground balls in between innings, I'm like looking out there, and the guy was like, I mean, he was doing interviews for like two or three innings. Oh, he's a star. He's on like Sportsman Good Morning America and-, and like
0: Jenna and Hoda last week. He like
1: he never looked. He never looked back. I was trying oh, to give no. him his tip of the cap, and he <laughs> never looked. So if he's listening to our podcast, it was it was definitely me. I sent him. So I hope you enjoyed him.
0: I know. And then you have some people that were like just nachos and it's like, well, obviously like you can't, I mean, sometimes if there's, if this was like a game changing home run, like in playoffs, I've seen some guys like be able to say hi or like they'll, I don't know, but I feel like it's a dangerous precedent to set for those seats. Cause hopefully there are like home runs in those seats every single night. So hopefully the uh, well, cheese soaked baseball and the little um, I dream of genie ear tug that you're gonna do to anyone out there. Is sorry, I just aged myself. I don't even think I was alive when I dream of genie was on TV. So,
1: yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but listen, like I didn't ask for the ball back. I didn't ask, like, hey, in exchange for the home run ball, can, I'll give you a plate of nachos. That's true. That normally, the nachos, like,
0: that's for me. That is like the, and honestly, like you can't put a price on that. Like what the like media stuff and all that. Like, that's so cool to just go. I mean, he wasn't in Dodger gear. So I'm going to hope that he's a Dodger fan. I think he was, he was just in his like neutral colors, but like that for me would be so cool to like go viral for this moment. And they're going to play that for until the end of time. And they show his little clip for like, for me, like I always talk about this because people, would rather run up and just have you like quickly sign a baseball card for me. I'd rather like have a quick, like, thank you. Like nice to meet you. or are my favorite play, like kind of exchange. um, And instead of it, I feel like that's more meaningful.
1: But look, that's the beauty of it. Maybe he wasn't a Dodger fan. Maybe he was just a guy who got invited to go to a game by one of his buddies and he's sitting there. And now all of a sudden, he's getting all this publicity for catching this home run ball and a chest full of nacho cheese. And, you know, now, now, because of this, this moment, because someone, you know, drug him along, even though maybe he wasn't a Dodger fan. Now he probably is a Dodger fan uh, for the rest of his life because he has this memory and this video and the story that he's going to be able to tell forever. So that's, that's what I love about baseball. Like you don't have to be a fan of someone or a fan of, anything but like when you come to a game and you see stuff anything can happen and and being able to be on the field and help make someone become a fan like that's what's really cool about getting to play baseball
0: the power of cheese
1: the power of cheese do
0: you remember that commercial
1: no (laughs) no
0: (laughs) behold the power of cheese you don't remember that for
1: real For real, for real.
0: Oh, well, someone's going to remember it. That should have been the, but then again, like, no, I feel like I could make a lot of these little singers, but no one would know what I'm talking about. Someone will, someone will remember that commercial. I think it was actually just for dairy. I think it was like, like when they did like the got milk campaign, I think it was just mostly for like dairy items, like for milk.
1: Is it from the Simpsons? That's where you get most of your stuff.
0: No, it's from probably like night, like late nineties, early two thousands. Behold the power yeah. of cheese.
1: Yeah, I didn't watch that much TV like you did.
0: Anywho. Any boot. Um, <laughs> anyways. Um, I know it's, we've already seen a lot. We've seen a lot in the first couple weeks of the season. I feel like we've, we're really in the thick of it now. So
1: it's been <laughs> full of, Entertainment, I'll just put it that. Yeah. We've had big home runs, great pitching outings, spectacular game-ending catches, cleared the benches a couple times and mixed it up down in San Diego. Yeah. Uh, We've had uh, pop-up bases, like jumping up and grabbing guys' cleats and all kinds of stuff. Who? (laughs)
0: Who put that base there?
1: Hey. Base, base over here. Just... <laughs> uh, I, I made the play. Okay,
0: you had a you tripped over the mound in New York. I remember that was like on all of those like jumbotron of like bloopers for so long. I feel like that Once was again. like after a pop up.
1: Once again, I caught it and then hit the mound and fell, dove, slid, whatever you want to call it. Same as the other day, just your old routine pop-up and forget (laughs) where the base is and catch it and then fall down and you know I was a lot more embarrassed on the one in New York and like didn't know what to do and like felt terrible this time I was just laughing my ass off like (laughs) I couldn't have been that I mean I hope everyone in the stadium who was watching everywhere was just on the ground laughing because that shit was funny.
0: You get it all at a game. (laughs) It's funny. I was watching it on like a couple minute delay because I went on a walk and then I'll always like pause it and then I'll kind of start it. So I think I was on like a five minute delay and Oral text me and sent his picture. I think he tweeted it of his scorecard and he just put like, I don't know. What did he put? LOL.
1: He put P five he put yeah. LOL or something like that.
0: So he sent that. And then Maddie Seeger texted me. It was like, Oh my gosh, like what a catch. Like I'm laughing. And I like, I thought it was like the line out that almost like knocked you over, but that was like before that. So I'm like, Oh, what are they talking? And then I was like, Oh gosh, it must be coming up. So I was like anticipating what the lol meant from oral did
1: you did you in a million years ever think like that i tripped on the base and fell on my face
0: no i thought you maybe like in my mind there was a somersault involved like you like kind of (laughs) got yeah Yeah.
1: (laughs) this whole 30s got me fucking (laughs) flipping out
0: Honestly, I was like, maybe he like ran and then he went to like dive and then like kind of just like did like a rollover. I was picturing a rollover because Max has already had a share of like smooching the plexiglass over there by first base. So yeah. I'm like, I'm trying to think of like what the LOL catch could be. I thought maybe it had to do with the wall. Cause you've like fallen in love did with the think- wall. Sometimes. I pictured somewhere. I figured like something like I don't know. You're clum- like you're clumsy, but you don't like you're it's weird. You're like very athletic, clumsy. You're very athletic and very like cat like reflexes and not the cat in Colorado, but like very quick. And but it's funny. You do have this like you will like eh, it's not like, clumsy. You just like bang your head on like cabinets sometimes and like forget they're there.
1: <laughs> what are you talking
0: about? You hit your head on like the the vent thing of our stove like several times.
1: yeah because i'm tall and when i walk in through the kitchen it hangs out and when i'm cooking sometimes i hit my head like that's not clumsy like i just Uh, okay it's tall enough
0: okay anyways
1: that was did you at any point did did you think that like because you knew something happened you knew it was a catch a pop-up and you knew it was an lol moment otherwise like they wouldn't have wrote that did you think that like I went in the stands and like came up with like a hot dog in my mouth or something <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe you dove into more nachos
1: <laughs> nachos all over my chest is like oh it's the nacho man he's back
0: <laughs> you have knocked over some food before like diving like some of the seats and I think is it LA like the baseline where they have like the tables back before like the net I feel
1: like before the before the net I've gone over and been covered in beer
0: yeah are like, I promise, sir, <laughs> No, I've not been drinking.
1: I don't know, no, but it's been, it's been entertaining. It's been an entertaining week. Can't wait to see what this week has to offer us. I know. So
0: I'm here for it. I feel like it's already giving us what we want. Like fans back in the stands are getting like the full experience. There's been some really good games so far, although Friday night's game, I aged 14 years I don't know why I'm like this isn't a rivalry like it's whatever like you guys like I don't know I feel like everyone's trying to kind of like create that but I don't know why maybe that was like the first game where it just had that kind of like back and forth feel where I was like hanging on to every pitch and it was a good game though
1: it's so funny when you there's like a lot to be like everyone wants to talk about rivalry 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 like I feel like in your division in the NL West, like there's five teams, and every we play all those teams 19 times. Like every game against these guys is essentially, in some shape or form, a rivalry because we play each other so much. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, does that make sense? Like, I mean, the the Giants Dodgers obviously has the most history and the and goes way back, and you know that's a deep-rooted rivalry between almost more between the fans and the players um you know the way today's game is there's just not that much like animosity between players anymore like everyone kind of gets along except we did clear benches (laughs) twice and not i mean we didn't do anything but um
0: Thanks to Max. So it's just, he just takes Santana straight into left field. He just stiff armed him and just pushed him back. That was so good.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. I, I just, it's every team in our division's a rival, and, and all those games are important equally. It does like the Padre games aren't any more important than the Giant games or the Diamondback games or the Rocky games. So whatever it's 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 fun for the fans I understand that it's fun for them to get into it and um root on their favorite team whether that be the Dodgers or the Padres and and that's fine that's what that's what makes baseball fun you you put on your your team color and you and you cheer and and get after it but um for us every game is equally as important as any other game doesn't matter who we're playing
0: yeah that makes sense I think it's good It's obviously good. I mean, it's it's such a long season. So anything that makes people lean in a little closer to games, like whatever the reason is, I think it's good. I just think in my mind, like the definition of a rivalry is a little different. Um, it's good. I mean, it's good to see Padre fans out there. There were some new t-shirts and hats. I will say that always happens whenever there's a little buzz around a team, but I don't know. It's good. I think, I don't know. I went through it like growing up with like cubs and socks and everyone's like, oh, they're not even in the same division. Like, how can they be right? And it's like, that's like a, like, that's different. That's like city to city. So it's like New York. Yeah. So and that's more like just like a loyalty thing. So I get it, but for sure it'll be good. Can't wait to see yeah. <laughs> wacky stuff comes our way, but we're going to, I'm gonna let you get to the field. I'm just going to wrap it up. Um, our 5K, the Turner Trot registration is underway. It's going awesome. It's cool for me to see all the, I don't know, like I joke that for a lot of people did write me, they're like, I hope I'm your, at least your fourth registration. <laughs> Cause I, <laughs> I joke that only four people would sign up, but we're, we've got some good numbers so far and I'll be sending out information for everyone that, um, wanted to do the local pickup to kind of help us save on shipping for the foundation, all that. Maybe an idea of everyone bringing some pantry items if they're able to, since the pickup is going to be at the dream center. So kind of do like a little double beneficial, um, afternoon, you can bring some food or diapers, water, anything like that. And it can just go straight in the pantry and everyone will get a chance to see at least the outside of the dream center. So that'll be cool.
1: Yeah. Sneak your, sneak your head in the pantry and check it out. It's really cool what they're doing. Um, you can follow the dream center on their social media accounts. They're posting every single day in there. And it's just amazing to see in the morning, the shelves completely stock completely full. And by the day's end, um, there's nothing there. So everything you bring is, is going to someone in need and, and getting to a family who is looking for their next meal and, that's a great idea court if you if you have the
0: instagram so i can't take credit but i will definitely run with it and use
1: it
0: for for good um yeah you can sign up still the link is in all of our social media or on the website under the events tab you can just click 5k if you have any questions send us a message there's also some fundraising that i posted about the top four fundraisers um, have a chance to get a jersey or a bat or a hat or a baseball signed, not by me, although maybe I'll throw a signed baseball in there for least fundraiser since it's worth nothing. But uh, we started some fundraising incentives. Obviously, there's not going to be prizes for the winners of the 5K because I don't know, maybe someone's going to just put that they did it in like 12 minutes if there's like a really cool prize. So the prizes are in the feel good and the fundraising. So Definitely check that out. And yeah, thanks again for listening. And thanks to everyone that's already signed up and supported the foundation. I'll let you get to work, baby.
1: All right. I got to go. You guys have a great week, and we'll uh, talk to you next time. See ya. See ya. boom, 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 boom,